the voice of your valley on Percent News Talk Station 107.3 FM. 1488 KYOS. Come on. As you said. Los Mayos. Atwater. And all of the little communities up and down. Up and down the 99, the I-5. Yeah. Hey, here we are Saturday morning. Now oh, we got to get ready for the outro. So many things to do. Dave Luna in at 5 o'clock. That's right, coming in today. Cruising with the big kahuna. That's right. Fill up the tank. Well, at least an hour's worth because 5 to 6, you can cruise with Dave. Every Saturday, for that matter, not just... Oh, here we are. We got the Mazzarato love tape here. Uh, party tape, actually. Excuse me. I uh, found that in the bottom of the pile. It was sticking to the... Uh... Anyway, we got it uh, We got it out, and we're going to uh, use that today on a Saturday, July 15th. July 15th. Like I said, you can cruise with Big Dave all night tonight into the twilight hours. He only does it for an hour. I think he should do it till midnight, like uh, Wolfman Jack back in the day. Remember? American Graffiti, late night cruising. Anybody ever do that? Go up to McHenry, down McHenry Boulevard. Oh, the cops say, how many times have you been? I don't know. I just got here looking for a gas station. That was so much fun. So much fun back in the day. But here we are today in the middle of summer. It is warm. I mean, really warm. You really have to take uh, care out there, especially if you have pets. And uh, older folks, uh, older people, you know, make sure that you don't put them out in the sun too long, bring them back in, give them some water, stay in, stay in the air conditioning. I believe the city has cooling centers. Usually it's downtown there at the Civic Center, uh, council chambers. In the Sam Pipes room, they have some uh, nice drinks, usually water, always playing a movie or something for everybody. Uh, so, again, it's hot outside. Be careful. Obviously, fire danger. Uh, very, very big, very, very high. I guess there's a wildfire burning up in Yosemite. A little smoke on the horizon this morning when the sun came up. Uh, just reminds us that we are in fire season. All this water, it's really a, a, a dichotomy. When you have uh, water flowing, uh, rushing down the rivers and on the hillside, here's a fire because of the tender, dry grass with the warm weather we're experiencing. But even so, it's been a fairly mild uh, summer, uh, spring, if you will as evidenced by the editorial in this week's Merced County Times, one of our favorite newspapers, John Derby, saying, hey, when have you seen weather like this? You know, and he uh, really uh, excited, and it is. It's been nice. It's, it's been nice weather. Of course, this, this little run-up is uh, only to be expected, but uh, if you've lived here, this is it's kind of what what is normal. But uh, take care of those weeds. If you have any uh, lingering items that you haven't taken care of, Take care of it now, because there's still a lot of summer left. we got August, September. Some of the biggest fires I've seen have been in October. So uh, make sure you, you really uh, take care of those things outside and watch yourself, your pets, plants, all of those things. But more importantly, yourself. Atwater, 4th of July. Talk about a hot time. It was actually beautiful weather. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just an, a, a, a miracle of a day, always on the 4th of July, which was a Tuesday. And we were there driving uh, some of the tractors that are owned by the Skoto brothers, Joe and Augie. It's just wonderful representations of some of the old 
specimens, the old iron, if you will. One brother loves John Deere, the other loves Case. I was on the uh, Case version and uh, many examples of both those makes as well as others in the parade there on Tuesday morning on the 4th of July. They always have it on the 4th of July there in Atwater, well attended by the community. It was so much fun getting there because from Merced where the tractors are, are stored in, a, where, in a, a controlled environment, they're lovingly cared for, let me tell you. I think the one I was on was made in 1958, which was way, way before I was born. Anyway, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, tractor. And, it, and we drove all the way down SP Avenue along the railroad tracks, kind of parallels 99. And, you know, the sun was out. It was early. The weather was cool. And it, was just, it was just wonderful. People were waving as they drove by. Some people came out on their porch. And then as we got closer to Atwater, it became busier and busier. And it was interesting how... Other tractors would join us. You know, you'd come to an intersection out in the middle of nowhere, and here, here comes another tractor down. Uh, you know, from that farm and uh, specimen they had that they had. Uh, you know, some were fixed up, some were just, you know, all natural, uh, so to speak. You know, right out of the, right out of the field, but still worked, and uh, were really, really a lot of fun. People really enjoyed seeing that. So we all gathered up, and uh, I couldn't believe how many entries they had. We were. 42nd we were next to 62 or something and i hey easily over 100 i don't know how long that parade went but it was so much fun going down bellevue and then on to broadway downtown and then up uh, i don't know what we turned up third or something like that and went by the grandstand the the parade review stand it was really at the end of the parade which i guess is makes sense because you know as the parade comes down but man it was a long parade route so many people out it was just so wonderful. We had over 40 tractors, uh, 40 tractors. It was just a wonderful time. Judge McKay, Brian McKay was out there riding, uh, again, one of the big boys, one of the big cases way up there in the air, protected, bulletproof glass all the way around. It was it was a beautiful sight. He was waving, uh, looked like the Pope Mobile almost. But anyway, afterward, we got back. We had a wonderful, wonderful barbecue, uh, all different kinds of ribs and chicken and fun. You know, it was that, it was that kind of day because it was a... It was the 4th of July. It was Independence Day. And I can tell you, Atwater was uh, rocking and rolling as we went by, uh, what was it, Osborne Park there. My word. I've never seen it so busy. It was just packed. And that was people watching the parade, getting ready after we went by. I'm sure they were eating the ribs and all the good stuff. My buddy Roger Wood was over there running the rib booth, as he does every year. Kind of his specialty. I think they ran out early. Uh, they ran out. I heard they ran out of beer. It's just amazing. Or maybe they did it this year. I don't know. Anyway, they had a great time. A lot of, lot of fun over there at the Atwater 4th of July. And again, I want to thank Joe Scotto for trusting me and uh, offering me the opportunity to drive one of the tractors in the parade. Did it at the Merced County Fair also a few days. We talked about that. That was, uh, what, last month. And that was a lot of fun every day about 5.30, 10 to 6. Get out there and go down the midway, the, the uh, carnival area where all of the food booths are and again the people and the children everybody just looking just having a wonderful time and again getting that old iron out there someday that won't be happening uh, again uh, that those specimens takes a lot to keep them going and you know trailer them and get them from point a to point b the rubber you know everything needs to be replaced at some point and to do that just out of the the love of your heart is a is a wonderful thing we should really uh i, I just really thank our farmers and there's more than uh, the Skoto brothers that have iron out there that uh, take care of it. Rick Kirby, he always brings out a fine example of some of 
the uh, the old iron he has and as you can imagine there's a lot of folks out there with a lot of examples that would probably love to be there and uh, you know or, or doing other things that day but it's just great to get out there and and drive it around last year we went out to the river the Merced River all the way from Merced and that was that was a, a day I'll never forget so again uh, that old Fourth of July and uh, and getting the old tractors out there and it's just 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 a wonderful wonderful slice of our valley. Hillmar Dairy. Uh, there was a death uh, of one of the uh, one of the patriarchs there of the dairy, one of the founding members, uh, Vern Vernon Wickstrom, uh, one of the Hillmar Cheese founder. He died at ninety uh, years old. Had his uh, services last week. Uh, well, well attended, uh, pillar of the community over there, had the vision, uh, along with others, of the of what could be and what is uh, Hillmar Cheese, uh, Hillmar Dairy. You know, it's all built around cows, dairy. But uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, while a lot of it's it's uh, sad, and our condolences, Citizen Watch condolences, go out to the Wickstrom family. It's um, really interesting to see how dairy or just. A time to reflect, I guess, about how dairy has changed here in our valley, uh, not only in Merced County, but just uh, up and down the valley with the environmental regulations, the costs, uh, what you can get for milk, how much per pound, the regulations, all of the things that go on to it, the labor, uh, just the, you know, it's, it's a commodity, it's, it's a volatile at times, and uh, you always hear about uh, changes in this commodity, and I've noticed it on the crop report how it's changed. I believe almonds have overtaken dairy. At one time, dairy was number one here in Merced County. And so you look at an institution, a uh, well-established institution like Hillmar Cheese, and you see some of the uh, investments and some of the directions the company's going now in other states, especially Kansas, uh, where they're making a uh, multi-million dollar investment into a cheese and processing plant and a uh, milk processing plan and you you wonder you just have to ask yourself um the vision that was seen here in california can it continue in today's regulatory uh, labor environment with the uh, changing landscape and why do people uh, businesses specifically uh, go to other states and it, it must have something to do uh, with the cost of doing business so we we mourn the loss of uh, Vern Wick, vernon Wickenstru- wickstrom uh, one of Hillmar Cheese's uh, Hillmar Cheese founder, along with twelve others who had the vision. I believe there's only four uh, founders left now. And again, we hope uh, Hillmar Cheese survives forever, as we do with Foster Farms and Blue Diamond and some of the other uh, great institutions. The local almond uh, growers are building supplier, uh, building uh, builders out there. The all of the great people we have in the in the construction industry because again without this economy uh, we're, we're not going to do well and without jobs we're not going to do well and we need manufacturing jobs and that's what they do over there with milk at Hillmar Cheese if you've never been over there it's wonderful I would encourage people to go oh what else uh, Kitty Land uh, on Roger Wood Show Community Conversations which you can hear every Saturday on these airwaves from 7 to 8 a.m. And you can also catch it going to 1480kyos.com there in the podcast banner. All of the shows are there that Roger had. And we had a individual from Kitty Land, the president of Kitty Land. I don't have the schedule in front of me or I'd have her name. 
and uh, really sad that the train is just not making it this year. We love Kitty Land, the train. We always uh, kind of tease that it makes more money than uh, Castle Rail, but I don't know now. Castle just got $50 million uh, for their railroad over there, so Kitty Land's kind of in the, in the dust, so to speak. But I guess there's some problems with the roadbed, the track uh, that's there now, and it's just not able to support the train set. I guess the train set is in, fear, in fairly good shape. But again, uh, looking at the future, it's time to, to look at a different direction. And we heard from the guest on Roger's show that they're looking at an electric train, which I think is a, a progressive uh, look and probably a lot easier to eat uh, operate than the old uh, diesel, uh, gas, uh, you know, Briggs and Stratton, whatever they have going into the Kohler twin cylinder. I don't know. It's, it's fun, though. It makes a lot of, you know, it's just it, it reminds you of a real train. But uh, they're looking at an electric version and kind of a concrete roadbed, uh, no rail, just, uh, you know, just kind of almost like a sidewalk, if you will, uh, ADA compliant even. And uh, so this would be a pathway around uh, the park. I don't know if it would, you know, mirror the exact same path or if they'd have some, you know, maybe tunnels. I don't know. I heard some, I've heard of some amenities like that, kind of like, a, you know, a miniature golf course. I don't know. Maybe we could do something like that out there. But Kittyland is... Uh, you know, funded privately, and they, they have a lot of other attractions over there. There are rides and things, and uh, they're constrained with OSHA and a lot of requirements, a lot of inspections. And so it's something that, you know, if you can help out in that endeavor, that would be great. So let's uh, get out of this segment because, again, they go quick. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station. Citizen Watch, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. What is this? This is the Rotto... The Mazzarotta Party Mix. Hey, let's go out. It's our mayor. Uh, what was it this week? It was an event. The Little American Lodge having their guest night. Social night. Usually the first Tuesday of every month. This time it was the, the second. Really appreciate being out over there. Hey, we'll be right back after these brief commercial messages. Saturday morning, Citizen Watch, on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, July 15th, 2023, hot summer days, baby, got the Maserato party mix on, what? Mm, hey, we better cut out of this one. I, I don't know if this is a clean uh, version or not. Ponytail. Hey, here we are. Here we are. Saturday morning, second segment, Citizen Watch. That's right. Had so much fun at the Merced County Fair. They had these two guys that were dressed up like, uh, I don't know, they had some kind of costume on that looked like they were riding a horse, but they weren't. It was just them. Their legs, I think, were the front legs, and they had rear legs that were part of the costume. Yeah, they had the saddle, you know, the, they had the reins in their hand, a the little horse head. It was the most, 
funnest thing. So much. You know, I haven't heard. Maybe I should go on the fair website to see what the attendance was. I know record number on the livestock sale. The young men and women are future farmers of America, the future lifeblood of our country, of our community. Uh, got a great, great, uh, great sale over there. Record numbers. Wonderful thing. But the fair was so much fun. So much fun talking about the tractors in the first segment. That was another another wonderful thing. You know, some of this iron out there, you know, you look at the old iron, it's a lot of fun to look at, but some of this new iron, big cultivators and discs and you know, these big tracked vehicles, uh, you know, they, all these tractors, bring them out, garden tractor, you know, uh, I don't know, the other ones here in town, bring them out, put them out there at the fair. Just unbelievable what some of those things cost. Crazy to get into uh, agriculture now, what it costs. Hey, you know, we... Uh, we always talk about the fireworks and how it's such a, uh, you know, disturbing thing here in the city of Merced. Not only on the 4th of July, but the New Year's celebration. What else? Christmas. I think there's some people that celebrate something every week in my neighborhood. Because it seems like every once in a while, you know, you just have that one, you know, mortar. You hear the lot. Pow! You know, and you just, you just know that uh, it's coming. And, uh, you know, is it one? Is it two? Or are they just... Sending a message, I don't know, but Fourth uh, of July was, I thought, I thought was pretty busy. At least over by my house, uh, over out there, off of Yosemite Lake Road, that area, the new subdivision that we fondly call Moraga. Very, very busy over there, and those houses are so close together. It just amazes me that uh, nothing more happens, even though there was a fire on the edge of the uh, development, which uh, was by my house caught a field on fire not my field but again just the point being it was the same as last year and the year before it was unbelievable the same uh, place but you know this year i guess to get out of the social uh, ordinance uh, thing or whatever i don't know where they can cite the property owner they were just going out in the middle of the street which uh, i guess the neighbors are cool with it i don't know you know i understand it's a touchy thing i don't know but it's uh, it's sad for people that one uh, are affected by this, and there are a lot of them. And I don't mean—I don't mean to get into the the touchy feely side of this thing, but uh, what really bothers me is the animals. And I have a couple of dogs, a couple of German shepherds, you know. And normally, I mean, they're very docile. They're not these mean, vicious, uh, snarling uh, animals that you see portrayed in the movies or something. Sometimes they're very, very. Very, very nice animals and, uh, you know, very friendly, and, uh, somewhat socially uh, adjusted, I think, at times. Sometimes I wonder. But anyway, uh, when it comes to fireworks, man, one little pop, one little bottle rocket, and they are by my side, stuck like glue, wondering what's going on, you know, looking up there with the big eyes and the the, the permanent smile, you know, when they, when they breathe in and out. You're just like, oh, man, I... I I'm sure it must be difficult because they have the super sensitive hearing. Mine's been destroyed from years of concerts, but uh, theirs is still, I, I think, pretty good because they seem to hear everything. They know where I'm at all the time. And so when the fireworks started going off two or three days before the 4th of July, because again, the 4th was a Tuesday. I mean, by then people were running out of ammo. I mean, this thing, you know, Thursday, the you know, June, they were... Couldn't wait to light them off. Friday, it's like, hey, let's go, you know. And, so, and the safe and sane, uh, you know, that's really not a problem. I don't know. They might start a fire somewhere, but uh, you don't you don't hear the explosive ordinance. You know, I don't know. Ukraine 
you know, we're running out of ammunition, but evidently we're, we're not running out. We're running out of howitzer shells, but not out of uh, mortars. They go up in the sky and go boom. So anyway, the dogs were really, uh, really freaked out and actually didn't eat for a day, which I thought, uh, man, that's a that's a big reaction. You know, I never seen that from my dogs before. And it kind of concerned me. But knowing that uh, they weren't ill, I figure it was just, you know, skittish. And they were, you know, because they, they just where I have their bowls kind of they can see outside and they kept looking outside. It's like, well, hey, everything's cool now. It's middle of the day. These guys aren't going to waste that kind of it's kind of money in the daytime. They want to see what it looks at night. Anyway, the point was the dogs finally ate and everything's okie dokie. And I think they're eating more. Than, you know, they're making up. Anyway, I, I, I was, uh, you know, just, just uh, I don't know. I, I try to balance the fun, you know, because I know it's fun. You're all sitting around. You know, hey, let's get, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, you get the fireworks show. They break out the party box. You know, I call them the party box. You light one fuse and. It goes on for, I don't know, three, four hours. No, you know, 30 minutes. Hey, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, 30, 40 mortars and, you know, a couple blow up. They're going to sparkles. You don't know what's coming next. It's, I, I would imagine it's, a, it's a, in, a, in, a, in the right environment, a fun time. And, of course, that's why we have the sponsored fireworks shows and stuff like that. And there was a uh, story in the, in the news uh, down in Fresno. Maybe it was Madeira. I forget. It was a canine off canine dog that got away and a little girl found the dog and there was this real you know just just sweet story of the the reunification you know this this vicious police dog what you would think is and they're really not i mean they're very very well trained and they live with their handlers and their handlers usually have children children and family all that kind of stuff so uh it's not kind of what it seems and the dog you know uh, i don't know got out somehow and the, and the child found it and it was a happy story. And then I read this story from Reedley, California. A California canine that ran away during a 4th of July celebration was found dead after fireworks were set off. Kona, a 10-year-old Reedley Police Department canine in California, was missing for two days before being found dead. Authorities suspect Kona was struck by a vehicle canine limped into an orchard where he succumbed to his injuries. The German Shepherd dog was seen July 4th on surveillance using force to remove wooden fence panels to escape a backyard after leaving his handler's garage when fireworks were set off. The California Highway Patrol is conducting an investigation to evaluate whether the incident was a hit and run the Reedley Police Department is proceeding with its investigation. So while one story ended with happiness and the canine being reunited with his handler, this story broke my heart. You know, these animals don't know what's going on and they hear these noises and they, they just become incredibly frightened. And even though this was a well-trained dog and been around gunshots and firearms training and all these things, this was something that was just too much. So I know it's fun, and I know it's a lot of fun, but it has consequences. So let me get now into the presentation by the Merced County, there's Merced City Fire Department, which will be going on Monday night. There's going to be a council meeting. 
Monday, July 17th. Pretty heavy, huh? When I have a German Shepherd, I have two of them. I can't imagine that happening. Anyway, Monday night, there's going to be a council meeting. Six o'clock in the chambers. There's going to be a lot of items. We'll cover some in the next segment because they go quick. And one of them is going to be a report item on the fireworks. Uh, what the what do they call this? Illegal fireworks enforcement campaign 2023 report. This is from Merced Fire Rescue and the Merced Police Department. Some of the things they did prior to the event, uh, July 4th, that is, social media posts, radio spots, print media, television interviews, banners throughout town to deter the use of fireworks, message boards throughout the community, meetings with neighborhood groups to listen to concerns, mitigation and prevention efforts, implementation, implementation of property owner citations. That means no contact by Merced Fire Department members. Use of the Merced Connect app by community members. This creates an email sent to members for investigation and creates a tracking opportunity. And they do have a little uh, deal here of some of the banners they put out. $1,000 fine. It is illegal. And then uh, MPD, their enforcement efforts, they did by bust operations, uh, police officer staffing. They, uh, you know, added more personnel during that period of time. I don't know how many days, definitely on the 4th. Expanded dispatch staffing uh, so they could receive more calls and hopefully get people out there. And the bomb squad was on call just in case. So uh, what was really interesting is the breakdown by council district and district six. My shorts. I don't know what you're doing over there, but uh, leading the way, leading the way in uh, fireworks related calls by more than half and the other districts representing uh, just, oh, I don't know, a little bit. Actually, one district wasn't even represented here in the uh, calls. I think that was district, oh, gee, trying to see here, one, I believe, yeah, district one didn't have any any uh, citations issued, but they, uh, or they did have some citations, but no calls, district six had a lot of citations issued, 70%, now it's kind of confusing, because in the staff report, it says that there were 30 citations issued, but when you go to the presentation, uh, by the fire department, they say citation seven. That was police calls for service. Uh, by bust operations one, arrest two. So maybe the other twenty three were these uh, party. You know the uh, hostel so, social host ordinance property owner citation. So it doesn't really say uh, that number in there, 23, but that would make sense, right? 23 plus 7, isn't that 30 in my MCOE map? Because, again, the staff report indicates that there were 30 citations issued. So when you look at what was going on in the whole city with the number of uh, fireworks going off, I don't know, 30, it's better than previous years, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it says 30 citations were written between Merced Fire Department and Merced Police Department. Even though it doesn't call out the fire department um, number of citations, police it says seven, which I thought that would have been a little more. Kind of interesting. July 1st, Saturday, they had four fires. July 2nd, they had one. Uh, July 3rd, they had three fires and a structure fire. And July 4th, they had 15 fires and a structure fire. Uh, for a total of, let's see, Merced Connect, they had 80 
phone calls, or excuse me, just by phone was 80. Merced Connect was 14. So not a lot of people using the app. I don't know. Maybe they just get tired of it. It's really kind of an onslaught. It was amazing how District 6, which is Councilmember Zhang's district, a lot of fires there, of course, in the northern part of that district, out where Bellevue is, a lot of grassy areas out there. Not too surprising, as the one by my house in District 4 was, again, in a grassy area next to a large subdivision where they just couldn't stop. I mean, they were going all night long. It's just unbelievable. And I don't know what the fire department does when they put them in the middle of the street. I thought, well, that's the one way you... You avoid the uh, social host ordinance or your APN number. You know, what's the corner of Whitewater and Dove? You know, I mean, who knows? So anyway, it was just kind of frustrating that, you know, once again, we see these we see these celebrations and uh, the canine in really in really getting scared, breaking out of not only the garage, but the fence and then getting hit. I can only imagine that poor dog was thinking the last Anyway, it's just, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what we're going to do. But I know one thing. We're going to go out of this segment because we're out of time. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM. 1480 AM KYOS. Uh, stick with us through the break. We'll be back. Hey, here we are. Saturday morning. Citizen Watch, the Matt Serrato party mix. We dug it out of the vault. It was way down there. Hey, here we are. Third and final segment on Citizen Watch. On Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. I think I want to have your baby. You want a what? Uh, we're way past that, my. <laughs> uh, way past that. Hey, here we are. Here we are, third and final segment. Hey, let's keep covering the uh, Merced City Council meeting. We talked about the fireworks uh, presentation by Chief Parker that will be going on Monday night. It'll be kind of at the end, so I don't know. Let you know the last meeting. The last council meeting, I probably would have gone had I known how short it was going to be. It was over uh, in an hour, hour and a half. Just unbelievable. Uh, we're going to play part of that in the 9 o'clock, the bonus half hour, the discussion about downtown and putting in surveillance cameras, not only there, but over at Auto Center Drive. A lot of uh, catalytic converter theft, that sort of thing going on over there. Of course, downtown, a uh, perennial problem with the homeless. Uh, those sort of things always uh, always going on. It seems as if uh, vandalism, the number of uh, plywood as opposed to glass storefronts uh, is, is increasing. Uh, but anyway, the city council meeting uh, this week this week is going to be Monday night, 17th, 6 a.m. over there at 678 West 18th Street. And one of the first things they're going to do, I have the wrong notes. be nice to have the right notes, wouldn't it? Uh, one of the first things they're going to do is have a presentation uh, from Merced County on the Castle Inland Port. This is the money, uh, $49.6 million. Wouldn't it be nice if it was 50? Close enough. $49,600,000. Uh, 
dollars, unbelievable amount of money uh, that we received as part of an inland port project that we've been pursuing, I don't know, five, six years, I believe. Uh, we've been in uh, a partnership with the Port of Los Angeles, uh, Darren McDaniel, Supervisor District 3. County Supervisor District 3 was nice enough to come on to the show last week. Uh, gave him a call early in the morning. He was out there uh, overlooking the ditch bank that his, it is his backyard into the beautiful sunrise uh, that he posts uh, almost every week. A photo. Beautiful, beautiful location. And he took his time to talk to us about this money and the infrastructure that it's going to bring. Uh, it's wonderful. I don't know if we'll have a Darren McDaniel sighting at the board at the uh, council meeting Monday night or not. Uh, he may just send down some county staff. I would uh, presume uh, presume it would be. I don't know if it's going to be the new uh, economic development uh, person, Mr. Maxey, or if it will be uh, Mark Hendrickson, the assistant chief executive officer with the county, or maybe the county chief executive officer, chief executive officer himself. I don't know. But again, first thing out of the shoot, a presentation on the Castle Inland Port Project. There's going to be a lot of uh, new track. Basically, you're asking, what do you get for almost $50 million? Well, you get some track and you get some lay down areas for uh, shipping containers. You know, the big uh, uh, ocean going shipping containers. That's how they move stuff around you know, on the railroads, uh, trucks, that sort of thing. Uh, intermodal, which means uh, different forms of uh, transportation. Uh, different modes of transportation, uh, rail, uh, truck, obviously. And, of course, don't forget, <laughs> here's an airport out there. So uh, air air is also a consideration. And uh, they need areas to lay down. You know, they bring in the sea uh, train, the containers, they unload them. And then another big crane loads them up. And uh, hopefully they're going to get, uh, this will spur, not in this money, but it will spur uh, some development of uh, warehouses, uh, maybe some enclosed warehousing as opposed to, uh, you know, just concrete pads and possibly some manufacturing. Wouldn't that be nice? Have some jobs, some J-O-B-S out there. Uh, people actually doing something, making something uh, to export to other areas. So that'll be happening Monday night, first thing out of the deal. Then they have a lot of consent items, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then it gets down to a uh, real property use request, a consent item, but still kind of fun to talk about. The Merced Main Street Association is going to use Bob Hart Square to host their annual fundraising events, uh, their fundraising event, Burgers and Brews, which includes serving alcohol, which, <laughs> what a fun event. Uh, Saturday, September 23rd, 3 to 10 o'clock at night. Well, that's an all-night party. So put that on your uh, list. I've attended that before. A lot of fun. They have different craft vendors and that sort of thing. Uh, gourmet burger and local and microbrewery beer sampling event. And believe me, it's just a sample. They give you these, uh, used to, they give you these little teeny weeny mugs. And uh, like a shot glass. And you'd go around and they'd have uh, different things. Then another consent item. This is kind of fun. Uh, just to let you know what uh, getting into the ambulance business costs. Approval and waive competitive bidding requirements to purchase one uh, Pioneer 2 Type 2 Ambulance from Red Sky Emergency Vehicles. What a great name for an emergency vehicle. Man, when you see Red Skies, you know it's an emergency. Red Sky Emergency Vehicles for $140,000 plus a 10% contingency. That's probably for gas for the first couple of months. $14,001 in contingency. Isn't that wild? Uh, and, you know, I'm reading that. And I'm thinking, okay, an ambulance, that's not bad. I mean, we've read what garbage trucks cost and 
uh, some of the things that they bought three four hundred thousand dollars so hey 140,000 for a van conversion that's not bad i'm sure it's very nice you know probably has oxygen and stuff so then i read down here the next item uh, f9 on the consent calendar approve and waive the competitive bidding requirements to purchase one striker gurney one striker power power pro xt cot a striker stair pro and one uh, striker life pack 15 with pro care service so that obviously you know that's like would you like the extended warranty of course we would and the uh the gurneys everybody knows what a gurney gurney is and if you're in the medical industry striker that's like you know the badass that's some pretty pretty nice uh nice equipment there you know top of the line as we say and uh the power pro caught i don't know that you know must be powered right kind of like one of those you know you see those coolers now they're remote control you can you can steer them with a almost like a a little race car and then they have the uh the the stair pro now that's obviously it's a uh, you know a gurney that can go upstairs so that has to be pretty pretty beefy right you're thinking well what could that cost for this new ambulance we just bought a hundred and thirty nine thousand i'm like wow we you know the stuff that goes in the ambulance is more expensive than the ambulance and you know that just kind of goes to show you how things are you know you build the building the police station it's not the building it's not the police station which we can't afford a new one but it's the cost of the personnel and the equipment and all of the stuff that goes in there year after year after year so again i just thought that was kind of fun uh to know how much an ambulance costs so what's that 140 plus 100 and uh what was the first number for the ambulance 140 plus 140 that's easy that's uh that's not that easy it's like two 250 i don't know i don't know it's a lot of money uh for an ambulance so when you see one of those rolling around the street you'll kind of have an idea then we continue on uh this is a public hearing item the first one g1 uh, G is in George, or G is in grass, actually, I guess is what it stands for. Because they're going to change the uh, zoning code. This amendment increases the maximum number of retail cannabis, that's weed, dispensaries allowed within the city from 5 to 10. That's right. Hold out one hand, now hold out another. Double, baby. That's how... <clears throat> anyway so uh that's how you learn double so uh two handfuls of weed dispensaries potentially here in the city of merced so uh and where they'll be i don't know but uh they're going to allow council consideration of alternative sites uh for retail cannabis business applications under appeal including local ownership and uh, requirements for cannabis retail permits issued after november 3rd 2021 and various other amendments so you know, this is an ever-developing uh, foray as we go down the weed path, the path of legalized marijuana and its associated products and uh, cultivation places, all these things. But this is talking about dispensaries, so we're going from 5 to 10. I remember when this was first brought up a long, long time ago, uh, we had a council member that said, hey, you know what, just let them put as many as they want uh in and uh that uh you know i don't know 10 that's a lot i don't know if the market can bear that here in a town of what eighty thousand was the last census almost 90 but uh, again that's a it's quite a quite a you know it's almost uh, approaching the number of tire shops and uh, places to get coffee what else uh, let's see uh presentation from the city of merced fire department on fireworks we went over that uh pretty well uh, kind of a recap of that there was 30 citations issued between merced fire department and the police department 
again, only only two structure fires. So, you know, that's not bad. That house on George, by the way, is uh, kind of interesting. People I know uh, know somebody that knows them, and they still haven't, uh, haven't finished that, even though I hear there's been some activity recently. But that's been three years of that eyesore in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, had the only shake roof. And then I read about an incident that happened in, I believe it was Los Baños, uh, or it was Dos Palos. Somewhere over there on the west side is the best side. And a mortar up in the air from the street across, you know, over next, uh, you know, a couple of streets over, one street over. Lands on the roof, fully engulfed, destroys the house, uh, damages vehicles. Also, the house uh, on either side, I believe, was damaged. So those people, they beat feet once they heard the fire engines coming. They were out, uh, you know, out the door. Time to go. Time to go some, watch somebody else's display. And uh, they got a search warrant. Fire department, uh, police department over there got a search warrant, went in, found evidence uh, of the uh, activity of the uh, caliber of firework that was used. I guess maybe there was enough left in the, in the uh, charred remains of the house. And uh, I have the feeling that those people are going to be getting, uh, you know, contacted later. So, uh, again, I don't know. that This fireworks stuff, I, I just wish we could find some happy media. And I, I heard one guy say one time, why don't we just have an area where you let people just blow it off? You know, you got the fire department uh, standing by to wash something off if, or, you know, put something out if it happens. I don't know what to do because uh, until you get a better control of it coming over our borders or through the mail, I don't even know where these people get this stuff. But there doesn't seem to be any shortage of it and then there's a bunch of business items about annual employment uh, annual appointments to the arts and cultural advisory commission bicycle and pedestrian advisory commission uh, building and housing board of appeals uh, planning commission there was a lot of applicants uh, for the planning commission i was really uh, really not surprised to see that quite frankly it's a great stepping stone to get into uh, you know dip your toe into the water of local politics parks and rec uh, district two and three and an at-large appointment annual appointments to the regional airport authority three seats uh, so a lot going on over there at the city council meeting i don't know if it'll go on all night but who knows uh, we'll talk a little bit in the next uh, half hour about the bonus half hour about the city council meeting that happened in atwater this week some of the public comments that were made in reference to the Sammy Joseph case and just Atwater in general from Linda Dash, who's a frequent flyer up there at the podium, keeps her a watchdog, if you will, uh, in Atwater, keeps her eye in, uh, on the pulse of what's going on, especially financially. And I did want to go out of this segment, out of the 8 o'clock hour, talking about Parker's Hardware. Uh, they're going out of business, really sad, a lot of uh, fond memories there, my dad. Uh, taking me down there as a kid and George Parker's still around. We had him in a couple of weeks ago uh, Great great interview 96 years old. We're gonna have him in next week. We've had that uh, confirmed and hopefully everything will Will uh, pan out and he'll be on the air next week on Roger's show on the 22nd But if you haven't been down to Parker's they're gonna close by the end of the month if they last that long I've been going down there about every other day Find something I need they still have uh, quite a bit of Briggs and Stratton parts a lot of hardware, nails, screws, uh, just just stuff that uh, you know you may not know you needed, but they have it there. Uh, taps and dies, drill bits, still is pretty good selection, and seventy five percent off, my friends. So uh, just uh, just a little plug there, only because there's not going to be another one like it. And uh, the big box stores, well, you know they got a big selection and all of that. They're just just not the same. And uh, people down there are really going to miss them. Really going to miss that location. It, 
always had something you needed but they're going out of business the last days the end of the month a few mondays from now and uh, again we're gonna have george parker in on roger's show next week it's a real treat guys just sharp as a tack knows everything about merced 96 years so uh, end of an era and now it's the end of this show my name's casey steed citizen watch the voice of your valley on merced's news talk station 107.3 fm 1480 a.m kyls we'll see you next week Never says he loves me not mine. I rush me good and touch me in the right spot. See all the guys that I've had, they try to play all that match. But every time they tried, I said, that's not it. But not this man, he's got the right potion. Baby, rub it.